0: Making sure you and your loved ones can live comfortably in the future starts with choices you make today. At RBC Wealth Management, they can help you make the right choices in using the assets you've built up over a lifetime. Whether it's leaving something for your loved ones, enjoying your own retirement, or giving to a favorite charity, RBC Wealth Management will help you plan for the coming years and the coming generations. Call the Quigley Group at the Eau Claire Office of RBC Wealth Management at 715-858-7788 to see how they can help. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC. Member NYSE, FINRA, SIPC. everyone to another installment of Dose of Dog presented by our friends here at Embark and of course check them out social media online as well here in the Chippewa Valley great spot for grooming of the dogs if you look through the window right here there are some dogs getting pampered here this morning great spot of course for doggy training and speaking of which we've got Heather across the way from us uh, she guides uh, these classes here and is the proprietor of this fine <laughs> establishment. <laughs> Heather, how's it going?
1: It's good. Today we're going to talk about something I get a lot of questions about.
0: Yeah, You're, you're going to talk about crate training. And I think uh, and people can go back through and listen to all the great episodes we've had before. In fact, one of the recent episodes we've had are some of those things that, uh, s- sort of the basics that every dog should know. And I know uh, you kind of touched a little bit on mm-hmm. Uh, crate training but yeah uh, a number of people it, it's one of those things they don't think of until probably they absolutely need it uh, to transport uh, their dogs and well it's again probably something that's a, a frequently asked question of yours so mm-hmm. take it away
1: <laughs> well and this kind of kind of spawned I get well from a lot of questions that we get just in general but um, our last episode was four things that every dog should know and I think that people forget that they may at some point have to use a crate as an emergency in an emergency scenario. Um, So even if your dog hadn't been crated previously, like just having that little skill in their back pocket of being comfortable with it could be something that would help them in the future. So, so I thought today we'd talk about crate training and, and the why's the what's the how, um, you know, to get your dog, dog or puppy. Actually, I mean, this is applicable to any any dog. I mean, puppies probably more so because they need a lot more management because they are a lot busier <laughs> sometimes. Um, but that that it can also pertain to an adult dog that maybe um, you just got from rescue or you added a dog to your house um, and you may, may need may need to implore some management with you know chewing on the furniture or chasing the cat or just around maybe your other dogs while you slowly acclimate that dog to your, to your household. So, so a lot of the things are, will be applicable to everything. And I'm not going to totally talk about the how part because that's going to be pretty individual based on your, pu- you know, if you have a puppy or an older dog or, you know, what kind of life stage they're at, what their temperament slash, you know, characteristics are. So, um, so, so it'll be applicable to kind of all the, all of the 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 dogs in your house. So let's talk about why crate your dog. I think that that you you don't have to crate your dog. I think this was something that we talked about, you know, years ago in puppy raising. We always said, oh my gosh, you always have to crate your puppy. Crating is absolutely necessary, um, but not necessarily. I mean, I think that some people have maybe chosen to not crate their puppy um, they're able to do it in another way where they implore some management styles like an x-pen or a baby gate or um some kinds of, of other management tools um and even if you decide that you don't want to crate your puppy you know if you look at puppy raising in europe um a lot of people don't use crates <laughs> i mean their puppies turn out just fine so i personally for my own dogs um crating is a necessary skill that they have to have. Um, but some people just choose to not, that's not how they would like to raise their puppies. And, and you know, they're your puppies, so you get to do whatever you would like with them. Um, but I do think crating and being able to be in a crate is a skill that every dog should have. Um, you know, they may need that skill when they go to the groomer, maybe. You know, a lot of groomers were, will use a uh, forced air dryer in a crate. Um, it just speeds up the process of drying the dog. Um, so that might be a scenario in which the dog needs to learn to be comfortable with that. And, and, and pre-teaching that, I think, is important. Um, for emergency situations, and this is what we talked about in the last podcast, about how if there was a situation in which someone had to take your dog and they had to be crated, Could your dog be comfortable with that? Because if they're not, it's probably going to be possibly a stressful situation in which they are away from you. And that could be something that might be terrifying if we stack, you know, being in a crate on top of being with a stranger on top of leaving you in some kind of an emergent situation. So I think crating is just a a good skill for every dog to have Um, in your car. Um, I think creating in your vehicle is an awesome idea. I am incredibly <laughs> weird. I don't know what the word would be. um incredibly concerned, I guess I should use that term, um, about my dogs being in my vehicle. Um, they are always created in my vehicle. I'm a big stickler about dogs being safe in a car. And I think just because of what I do for a living, I have heard a lot of really tragic stories about dogs not being crated and being in car accidents and getting either severely injured or a fatality. And that's terrifying to me. So um, my dogs are always crated in my vehicle. (laughs) And I have a Swedish crash tested crate. there. So I'm I'm very um, invested in their safety in the car, which isn't reasonable for everyone. That's just my choice. Um, But possibly in the car, And, and a lot of cars, you can't fit you know, a crate. I mean, my gosh, if you have a Great Dane and you have a small little compact car, I mean, that obviously is not an option. But could they learn to be confined in another way, in a harness perhaps, or in a little like a seatbelt harness kind of a thing. So um, there's another situation where where possibly they might have to be in there. In I mean, God forbid they ever get away from you and animal control picks them up. Most likely, they're going to be crated in that scenario. Um, so teaching them from a young age that being in a confinement space is not awful. I think is a good, uh, just a good husbandry skill really to have for all dogs. Um, You know, if you do any kind of dog competitions and another reason my dogs have to be very crate savvy um, is, you know, going to an agility trial or confirmation or obedience trial, the dogs are crated um, ringside. And that's a whole nother scenario to kind of work through with the excitement of a competition going on and the dogs being crated. Um, So there's another scenario that, that if that is your, your goal with your dog, um, you know, being in a scenario in a hotel, I mean, a lot of hotels or Airbnbs, perhaps, you know, your dog has to be created while you're absent from that space. So a lot of good reasons to create them, um, even if you don't even if you don't decide that you want to use a crate as part of like a puppy raising plan. So lots of good reasons to crate them and I think it's just a good like I said, a good skill for all dogs to have. Um, you know what kind of crate people will ask? Well my gosh, there's like a whole bunch of different kinds out there. I mean there's wire crates, there's um, you know, the air more the airline crates, there are the crash tested crates that you can get for the vehicle and, and um Gosh, I think when I bought mine, it was there was there were like three brands out there. Now I think there's a lot more. So that's a really cool that that industry has kind of um, exploded into understanding that that those of us that travel a lot with our dogs are concerned about their safety. So, um, you know, you can whether you have a crate, your vehicle crate is is a more intense one than your house crate. Um, all of those are, are kind of good things. You know, the, even teaching your puppy to be in some kind of confinement space, like an X-pen in your house, um, is really important for them to be able to kind of manage them in a scenario where you can't pay attention. So, um, so I think really, you know, we, we, could, we call this crate training, but c- it could just be confinement training really. Cause I mean, If you look at it, that's what it is. We're teaching them to be in a confined space alone, Um, which for a baby puppy is quite terrifying, actually. So um, there's also soft crates, like the soft-sided crates, which most of us that do dog show stuff um, use. Um, I would not recommend those for a young dog um, that is a trained kind of skill <laughs> um, they're not inexpensive and then when your puppy rips the you know walls out which is very easy they are a very thin nylon mesh <laughs> it is very easy for them to rip um, with a tooth or a toenail um, so I do not recommend those unless your dog is crate trained and really comfortable in that setting and isn't going to panic to try to get out so uh, those are kind of the the kinds of of crates you know and and there's some Oh, we talk a lot about myths on this show too, (laughs) on this podcast. But I think one of the myths that's out there is, you know, dogs will just like their crate because they are a den animal. And I think that kind of needs to be addressed because I don't necessarily think that that is true. I do think that dogs will seek out small spaces to kind of curl up in. I mean, we see that with our pet dogs, right? They'll go like under, I mean, I know in my office, my dogs like to sleep like right under my feet. (laughs) Um, They'll go in kind of small spaces under their desk or, um, you know, they do seek out the crate to sleep in. But being a den animal is very different than being in a wire box and then shutting the door so you can't get out. So I think, yes, maybe your dog likes to seek out those small spaces to sleep in, but that doesn't mean that that is the equivalent of a den. <laughs> um a den does not have a metal door that shuts and then you leave them in there. <laughs> um, and if you take a puppy, you know, a lot of people say, well, puppies like their crates cause they're den animals. I, I disagree with that because puppies came from an environment where typically there were, you know, four to eight other puppies that they snuggled with an environment. And now they're, ho- they're alone in this space and they can't get out. So I think that is very different than the myth that dogs are den animals. Um, you know, if left to their own accords, yes, like wild canids will maybe seek out spaces like that, but they're never confined. So, that is a construct that we put on them, <laughs> that we put them in a crate and then we shut the door. So, I think that's something to to um, to think about because it's it's very different than when we say a dog is a is a den animal and they like their crate. So, so let's talk about the the crate itself. So, you know. What we want the dogs to learn, I mean, I think our ultimate goal with crate training is, or or even X pen training, and and if you, when I say X pen, I kind of mean like the, um, the metal pens that open up. Typically, they have like eight panels on them, and you can open them up and make like a like a, like a play pen for them. Um, that space might be very different than a crate. Um, that space might have a lot of entertainment in it. So it might have chewies and beds and filled Kongs and toys and things to shred. So that environment might like look, look a lot different than a crate because I think that our goal with, with having a crate is that the dog learns to relax in it. Um, you know, it's not a space for, for them to get energy out or to play. It's a space for them to sleep really is what our ultimate goal is. If we're using a crate, um, that is that we would like for that to become the space in which they sleep in. Um, now, that being said, I think I think there's a lot of misuse in crating. I think a lot of people will crate their puppies at the wrong time when some of those puppies' needs aren't met, and it makes crate training quite awful. <laughs> so we'll we'll kind of address that. But I do think our ultimate goal with crate training is, is it just becomes a place that they learn to relax in. And, and, you know, in order to get that, we actually have to help them with that because that's not really a natural behavior. Again, being shut in a space all by themselves with the door shut is not really a natural canid behavior. And, and with puppies, especially coming from an environment that was very enriching with, with other litter mates and mom, perhaps um, this is kind of a, a hard thing for a lot of puppies to kind of transition to. So, so if we want the puppy to go into the crate and we want them to rest, there's a lot of things that have to happen before they can really do that. Um, you know, pup, especially puppies, and again, um, you know, you can consider some of the needs of an older dog, but when we talk about puppies, because they typically need a little bit more management, you know, if we're going to put them in there and we want them to rest, we really have to talk about um, what the rest of their day looked like. I mean, if you have a puppy whose needs aren't being met and you put them in that crate, it's probably going to cause them distress. So when I say that, you know, when I say, are their needs being met? I mean, there's the basic ones, right? Have they potted? Have they pooped? Have they peed? Are they hungry? Um, but then have they gotten some of their like puppy energy out? <laughs> you know, puppies are are they need a lot of things. <laughs> um, you know, if they're if their needs in terms of, you know, eating things and shredding things and being a puppy and digging and playing and exploring, um, if those needs aren't met, typically it's gonna make crate training a lot harder. Um, you know, and then we have to look at the whole continuum of breeds, you know, do you have a really intense herding breeds that needs a lot more of that, or do you have maybe more of a calm, like a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel that, that maybe doesn't have those higher energy herding needs. And I shouldn't say that cause I've met some Cavaliers that do have a lot of high energy needs, but, um, so, so look at that continuum of, of kind of what that dog needs, um, and, and so what that means is, have they had an opportunity to chew? Because chewing is a normal puppy behavior. Um, have they pottied? Have they had enough exercise? And remember, when we talk about exercise, we have to be kind of age-specific um, and make sure that we're we're needing those physical needs, needs and also the mental, like the training piece. So are we um, getting them to build confidence? Are we teaching them to explore? Are they using their puppy nose? Um, because it's going to make every puppy behavior so much easier if we can meet some of those puppies needs when we, when we put them in their crate. And you know, when, when those needs aren't met, when puppies needs aren't met, they haven't had shredding, chewing, playing, rolling, exploring, um, you know, chewing on things. Those dogs are going to be, they seek destruction. (laughs) Um, you know, they, that's when puppies chew on inappropriate things and that's when puppies, you know, get into things that they shouldn't, which puppies don't really know better. They think everything on the floor and on the walls is fair game. So, um, you know, for most puppy issues, if some of those needs aren't met, you're going to see a lot more, you know, isolation distress in a crate because they're, they're amped up. Um, and, and you know, they're puppies, they sleep a lot. They sleep like, you know, 16 to 20 hours a day. <laughs> um, you know, for a lot of puppies, that's that's kind of their time frame for sleeping. And so they need a lot of sleep. And I do think a lot of puppy issues come from puppies just not sleeping enough. <laughs> um, I think we think they always have to be continuously stimulated, and I don't think that's necessarily true. They they need a lot of sleep, they grow. Holy cow, in the first, you know, six months, six to eight months, they grow a lot. And so that's a lot of energy being diverted to, to growing. So, um, so think about that. If you, if you, if your puppy or your dog's needs are not met, um, it's going to make confinement, which I mean, let's be honest, let's just call it that. Cause that's what it is. Um, it's going to make confinement a lot more difficult for them. So, so thinking about, you know, if you have an older dog that you just adopted, what kind of needs, um, do you need to, to help them with, you know, exploring and smelling and all of those things. I mean, we've talked about that as well. I think we have episode number, gosh, I can't remember 29, maybe on meeting your dog's needs. Maybe it was earlier than that. So, so again, it's crate training is probably not going to go as well as you thought if those things aren't being taken care of or those things aren't being addressed. So another thing to kind of consider. So with, with an older dog or a puppy, when they're resting, can we move them into that space so when they're already tired you see they're kind of falling asleep can we teach them that hey you know what when you when you rest here is the appropriate spot to rest so that they can practice resting in the space we actually want to mean rest (laughs) um where where they're just hanging out they're they're going to be sleeping and they can practice kind of doing that that restful behavior in that space um so that they they start to get comfortable doing that in in the crate, which is what our ultimate goal is. Um, You know, if if your dog hates the crate and absolutely hates the crate, that's a whole nother topic. (laughs) That's a whole, like, little behavior plan to start to work through of desensitization and and doing some little classic counter conditioning and some games and things like that. Um, But the other thing that you can do with the crate to encourage the puppy to go in there is maybe randomly through the day just drop some little pieces of kibble in there. So when they do go in there, um, they're like, oh, This is highly reinforcing. When I walk past my crate, um, treats will randomly fall from the sky in there. And that's pretty amazing. So giving them um, opportunity to do that. So I think putting them in there when they're tired. Now, there's going to be times where maybe the puppy has to be in some kind of a confinement space when they're not tired. I mean, that is reasonable for all of our lives. And I think in those moments, can we give them something to do? So maybe in that moment, they can't be in their X-pen where they have all the things to do because, because that might, that's a little less of a safe environment and they have to be in some kind of a, a sturdier confinement space. So let's say you do have to go, you know, to the grocery store or, or whatever it is. Um, can you give them something to do in that space? So for those dogs, you know, I mean, our favorite things in the world are stuffed topples and stuffed Kongs. <laughs> um, and so those things would be helpful to put in their crate so they start to associate being in their crate when maybe they're not so tired with doing kind of a self-soothing activity. Now, if your puppy hates their crate and you put them in there with a Kong and we know that they're going to panic the the minute that you leave, um, that's a whole other process because we can actually ruin – the Kong or poison it, I guess you could what we call it in dog training, um, the food item that you're leaving in there if the dog is already panicking. So that's that's a, a whole nother um like behavior plan scenario that we would have to work through. But, you know, we can use and, and and really like Kongs, topples, bully sticks, I mean those are kind of pacifiers, right? Like we're we're giving them something to do. They're not really tired. Um, and so I think if we recognize that that, hey, you know what, I have to go run to the store or you have to be in your crate for a while, you're fairly comfortable in your crate, I'm gonna give you a pacifier. (laughs) Um, can we give them that so that they have something to do um while they're in there if they're if if that is a day where they're probably not actually going to sleep. Um and you know, those kind of those kind of activities, the Kongs and the Topples, are very self soothing to most dogs. Now, again, if your dog is panicking in that space, They probably won't even engage with some of those kinds of toys. And that's a different plan of like slow desensitization to that, that, that confinement. Um, But for other dogs, you know, putting them in there with a little Kong with something to do is going to help them kind of get through that, get through that space. And not just peanut butter, you guys. (laughs) I mean, let's up the ante and do canned wet dog food that's frozen with some good stuff, like maybe some, you know, chunks of chicken at the very bottom that you've frozen into the, into the Kong or whatever it might be. So something really good in there. Um, You know, and the other thing too, with, with crating is practicing being in that space. So whether it's a Kong or I'm sorry, whether it's a crate or whether it's an X-Pen being in that space when you're home too, I think that's another really important piece to practice. So, so Hey, you're in this space. I'm home. We're not interacting, but I just need you to hang out there. <laughs> so I think that's another valid skill to have um, that dogs can learn to just hang out, you know, rest in their crate while you're doing something else. It doesn't always have to be when you're gone. Um, so I think that's another really valid skill to, to learn. And it's interesting how crating in the car that's essentially what you're doing when you're creating your, your dog in your car, that, that they go in there and they just rest because there's really nothing else to do. And you're not interacting with them because you're driving. <laughs> and so, um, you know, most dogs can, can kind of learn that. And again, we could use a pacifier for that if, you, if your dog is uncomfortable with that. So I'm going to be home you're going to go in this space, you're going to get this really awesome thing while I am, you know, vacuuming or I'm mopping the floor and I don't want you in the space or I'm just watching a movie or whatever it might be. Um, you know, that's a good a little piece to practice too because there will be times that they may have to be crated um, when you're home. I mean, think about, you know, an older dog that maybe had to have, a, a, you know, a cranial cruciate ligament repair, perhaps, you know, that dog might have a lot of kind of downtime in a confinement space. So again, another reason to practice what that might look like with your with your dogs um, to kind of create what that space would look like. So if your dog is having some crate aversion issues, um, again, that or panicking, and you know, there's a a line between isolation stress and separation anxiety. I mean, separation separation anxiety is a clinical term that really addresses dogs that are kind of having a panic attack when you leave. And man, that let me tell you, that is a a really tragic thing to see um, with dogs. Most dogs have a little bit of isolation distress, um, and I. Personally, my opinion is that I do not like dogs just to cry it out in a crate. Um, you know, they, they, you know, especially puppies. I mean, they're being, they're alone, they're in a space that might be scary. Um, you know, most young animals when left alone with no help are going to cry. I mean, we've all heard like the fawn in the woods, right? That's like screaming because they can't find their mom. I mean, they're terrified. <laughs> um, so I always like to kind of make sure if you make sure their needs are met, usually that helps. Um, you know, if you're, you're creating them in your home and you are home. So we talked about th- that scenario. You know, if you're watching TV or if you're watching a movie or you're, you know, doing something, can the crate be next to you? Um, they're still crated. They're just next to you. Um, I like to create dogs that are really confident in that space where they're comfortable and they don't feel the need to panic, um, which is kind of a, a slow process of slowly getting them there. So I think, again, going back to kind of the why, it's important to have them learn to be created because they might. I mean, even adult dogs, like I said, if you have a, a rescue that might need to be created because of some kind of emergent situation, I think that's just a really good skill to have. And it's never too late. They can always kind of learn. You know, you may have to go back to... Um, some real kind of basics of teaching them when they go in their crate, something good happens. And in the beginning, the way that we start to teach this is we will encourage them to go into a crate on their own accord. They get rewarded. They can come back out. So it's kind of a little consent game that we play with them so that they willingly will go into the crate and they get something good. Um, and then it's kind of their choice to come out. And we'll do that before we actually te- we actually shut to the door on them. So that they get comfortable going in on their own, rather than the, you know, kind of the bowling ball mentality that some people will use, where they will pick them up and you know put them in their crate and then shove them in there and shut the door. I mean, that is not going to make any animal comfortable <laughs> in that space. So, um, so again, if you if you have if your puppy's having issues or your adult dog is having issues with crate training, certainly seek us out so we can help you kind of create a plan so that they become more comfortable. Um, but I think on this on kind of a a side husbandry task. I think it's just a really good skill for all the dogs to learn. And I'll put some, um, maybe some crate resources up that you can check out um, kind of for more information. I really like the Susan Garrett crate games Um, um, to teach the dog to kind of go in and out of the crate is a really great resource um, for crate training. So we'll list some of those up. So if you have questions about any, you know, puppy crating or adult dog crating, certainly seek us out